Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am your sick host, Mr. Boomstick XL. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for taking the time uh, for being here. Sorry about the stuttering we had all of a sudden when we did the, the show start. I don't know what happened there, but you're going to be treated to some Forza Horizon 3 footage because unfortunately for, uh, the new DLC is not available here. And uh, just to give everyone a heads up, uh, if I don't talk a lot today, I'm going to leave it to my uh, my co-hosts to do a lot of the talking. Mrs. Boomstick and I, unfortunately, contracted uh, COVID-19. Uh, we uh, got sick yesterday, so today is technically day one, and we feel like absolute dog shit. But I did not want to cancel today's show because we were having a guest in the form of Risket for the Biscuit, who is uh, it's a long time coming to get him on the show. But I do want to give you guys and, and gals the heads up. Uh, I was going to try and um, do the rest of the shows that I had scheduled for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I'm just not going to be able to do it. Uh, I am going to be lucky enough to get this show off the ground and give you guys a strong two hours. And after that, I'm just going to crawl in bed and uh, and, and forget that I exist. Uh, the scheduled Christmas in July uh, $400 giveaway that we have planned uh, is coming uh, the following Friday breakfast with boom. Uh, and again, we'll give more details. It's 400 plus dollars in digital items. Uh, international uh, viewers are of course welcome. And if you are an international viewer and you do win, uh, even if we can't send you technically the code from the States because Microsoft doesn't allow that or PlayStation or Nintendo, we will use uh, PayPal to get you the equivalent in cash sent to your oh, boom. I can help you out with that. Um, I've done it before on my show uh, because I have the same thing with giveaways uh, for, for the US. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so you could just uh, let me know what kind of code you need and no problem. I appreciate Yes, Again, yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll definitely take you up on that offer. Thank you very much for that. But listen, let, let, let's get into the introductions. We have a, a rock-solid show for you today. Lots to talk about. Obviously, the headline, which we'll get on the back end of the show, is the uh, recent information on the ABK deal potentially uh, being done by this August. Uh, now, we did have Hoaglaw, who is not only an outstanding community member, he just broke 100,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel, which is bonkers. Uh, he put out a video yesterday that I will have linked in the show notes if you want to watch it. And he does break down why he doesn't think that is going to happen. But he did admit at the end of his video that he could, in fact, be wrong. And stranger things have, in fact, happened. But let's introduce uh, someone that, again, long time coming. He is one of the hosts of the Xbox Infinite podcast. He is an outstanding community member. Uh, risk it for the biscuit. Thank you, brother, for being here. It is great to finally work with you. How the heck are you? Oh, I'm pretty much the same as you, man. I'm just getting over uh, COVID-19 myself, so I'm a little bit scratchy. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited to be here, man. Uh, it is a long time coming. Uh, I'm super stoked to be here, man. It's going to be a great show. I can't wait to get into it, man. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you, brother. And, of course, we're going to sell your brand at the back end because uh, there are a lot of uh, – one, the, the, one, the beautiful thing about YouTube is the plethora – of content creators. Uh, now, of course, there is a downside. Uh, there are the ones that use hate and negativity to build and sell their brand. 
And I'm here to tell you that as if you trust me as a content creator, if you trust me some with someone with a voice, what risk it, what doom cutie, what Jedi and what infinite do uh, on a weekly basis uh, must must uh, correlate to more ears and eyes. Uh, they are positive. They have fun. Um, and if you are uh, someone that's looking for an additional Xbox podcast to listen to, I highly, highly recommend that you definitely check them out and add them to your weekly playlist. You will not be disappointed. Uh, but uh, Infinite, w- welcome back, brother. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, Boom. Uh, thanks for, of course, having me and, uh, and my brother Risk It On. You know, nice to have a chop it up with you before our Friday or new future people show Saturday show and uh of course with danny and and uh, heat wave box now uh <laughs> and of course Dude, it's like cool. it's crazy over here we just talked about it that in the green room it's 140 degrees fahrenheit oh, that's 40 Lord. degrees celsius here wow. um i'm no, dying over you. here dude. <laughs> well listen real real quick uh uh just uh boxenberger your mic is getting a lot of feedback so you might want to either back out and come back in because you sound like you're on all fast right. forward which is a little weird all right uh, i'll do that all right we'll get you back in a second daniel mcg what's going on brother thanks yesterday for being a part of the special edition xbox factor podcast where we actually talked about netflix uh, and of course they are having their investors meeting today and uh, according to several of the big financial time uh, papers, uh, this is going to really paint the picture for the future of Netflix. And I am still standing on my square where I think in 2023, they are announced as the next acquisition for Microsoft for a hundred plus billion dollars. How are you, brother? I'm doing great. Uh, it sounds like I'm the only one on <laughs> on the panel who isn't either suffering from COVID or melting from a heat wave. <laughs> so I'm going to not take that for granted. Um, but yeah, we got some great topics today and I'm excited to get into them. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's great to have you here. And, and Boxenberger, we got your back, brother. Listen, uh, first of all, uh, thanks again for being here. Uh, whenever you're not here, we feel like there's a missing uh, cog. And obviously there are a few missing oh, cogs. Thank you. Mav is not here. <laughs> uh, Pong isn't here. Um, and uh, they're, they're working, real life steps up, but you're here and you dropped an incredible video just yesterday. Uh, I want you to talk about that and how you been besides melting. <laughs> doing good, doing good. Uh, I'm trying not to get COVID because my wife has it, but uh, she's better now uh, after a week. Um, and so far, the kids and I are clean. So thank Christ. Yeah, let's hope it stays that way. Yeah, but you mentioned the video. Um, I dropped it yesterday. It is uh, something I do like every six months or so on my channel. Uh, I do um, hidden gems in Game Pass uh, recommendations. Love those um, videos because you do really break down a lot of misses for a lot of people. Like there are some yeah. folks in the community that just look at A's. And if it's not a triple A, they just pass over it. And that is a mistake exactly. if you are a diehard gamer. I love Absolutely. when you do this. Yeah, um, me too. I uh, Usually I get fantastic feedback from the community as well because Game Pass is all about discovering new things. Games you normally wouldn't buy, you, genres you wouldn't try. 
and and that's um what game pass is all about and um it can be overwhelming with more than yeah. 500 games in the service and um sometimes you don't know where to start and uh, that's why i definitely recommend everyone to check this video out um and see if there's something for him or her uh, to 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 check out yeah uh, listen, and you know, speaking of that, uh, over the weekend we had family over, and that's how yeah. we got sick. But with that said, no one's fault. This, this, this is life, folks. This happened. Yeah, I had an opportunity to sit with my nephew Tyler, who is amazing, and we got a chance to run through Peppa Pig and get all one thousand out of one thousand nice. achievement points. And you know what? Here's the thing, folks. I know you're like, oh my god, you got a thousand in Peppa Pig. How dare you, Mister Gamer? If you have kids, I am hoping that you sit down and you play with them. This is something that has been missing from Xbox Game Pass. I know Redman is listening right now, um, and I am incredibly privileged that they do. Uh, and one of the things that is absentee from that uh, uh, conversation is Peppa Pig. And all you have to do is look at the socials. Peppa Pig trended for three days. Three yeah. days, not because she and the family are popular. Yeah, of course they're popular. But the fact that it dropped into Xbox Game Pass sent people gaga. And, and I think that that is I, I hope that the number the bean counters over at Redmond are looking at that and seeing that, you know what, maybe a Banjo-Kazooie cart racer or something in that form uh, uh, you know, a fighter similar to, uh, you know, uh, Smash Brothers with Xbox characters could bring yeah. in an audience. Remember, it's not just old dudes that play games. You know, sure, we, no. we, we're, we're, we're a demographic, but the reality is that a lot of people have kids. And a lot of people like sitting down and experiencing these things with their kids, whether it be the first time or the hundredth time. And I, and I th honestly, I honestly think that it is a miss that Microsoft isn't uh, embracing it. And, and and they are starting to now. Obviously, the poor, uh, poor Patrol, the movie, got yeah, in there the same day. That's what I've been playing with my kids lately. Uh, yeah, yeah. I played that with Tyler. They, they and a it. platformer. So I, I had fun with it. But listen, yeah. folks, let, let's get into the topic. So what, what you're here to talk about is uh, what's been going on with Xbox. And thanks to Idle Sloth of Twitter, who is literally a sleuth. Uh, uh, number one detective when it comes to finding uh, hot off the presses information, he has reported, and this comes the way of Extras Extras um, One TV. Now he is uh, a Spanish YouTuber. Uh, I love his stuff. I think he is a one hell of a personality. I'm subscribed to his channel. We both follow each other. We constantly talk on on DMs. He actually uh, put out uh, uh, one of his shows like he normally does weekly. And apparently there is a rumor that he has from a very good source. And again, folks, take it with a grain of salt because, you know, we all have sources. And sometimes, like, boom, you get it wrong. Well, apparently Platinum Games has approached Xbox to publish their next game. Now, of course, we all start to wonder whether or not that is the, re or the rebirth of Scalebound. Uh, but I have to be honest with you. I love Platinum. I think that their hits are phenomenal. Their misses, though, are legendarily bad. 
And the perfect example of that is the PlayStation 5 exclusive that just launched. I don't even know the name of it. I have to look it up. It is so bad that by the third day that it was out, I think the concurrent players was like six. Um, I and you know, I got to reach. I got to reach out to the, the the chat, which we have. Let's see how many people we have here now. We are. Oh, we're closing on 250 people. Wow. Thank you Please. so much for that. That's very That's super cool. Um, here's the thing, folks. That pedigree of good games for Platinum is legendary. And if they deliver a Bayonetta for Xbox, then it's a super big win. Unfortunately, they have a lot of negative uh, uh, baggage, you know, skeletons in the closet, so to speak, because of what happened with Scalebound and how it was, there was a, uh, you know, a mismanagement of monies. Um and there, you know, the one thing about this world, whether it be YouTube or sports or whatever, we always want to know what you've done for me lately, right? That's what we always do with sport fans. Like if you if you're a Steeler fan, which I am, and have been since the '70s because I'm old, uh, when they f up, I'm like Tomlin, do you have to go? Is it time to send you packing? And most of the time, it's an over exaggeration from a fan, but in video games. Gamers don't have such a short memory when it comes to bad games. And Platinum has some pretty bad games. Risk it. I, I got to go to you first because you're our special guest. What, what are your, what's your p- potential confidence level if you're Microsoft to potentially team up with, um, with Platinum again and, and, and obviously invest in their next project, which obviously the investment aspect of of the of the dragon game didn't go pretty well yeah look uh i i'm not a big fan of platinum games um not only for their misses but uh also for their attitude uh towards microsoft in those years well, you know with, yeah. with scalebound um and you know the, the attitude of the the ceo Ka- kamiyama i think he's i think his name is yes. some of the Kamiya. some of the the stuff he's he's he said and gotten away with is just out of control so as a as a lead of a studio um not a big fan and most of their hits aren't something that i'd normally play the latest game that they think they did was babylon's fall that's the, the that's one for the, the playstation one. 5 it was horrendous yes yeah horrendously terrible and that's the problem with platinum games as well like like you so succinctly pointed out that that their hits are you know they are hits um not my style of game but their misses are just horrific um <laughs> and and it's it's you know just the way that they ran that scale bound out that went on for years um and it felt like a they were and they threw microsoft. phil spencer under the bus by the way yeah, yeah, and they yeah. were using Microsoft as a cash cow, yes. and they not only use them as a cash cow, they use Microsoft as a cash cow to fund other games, um, and other that games were terrible. Platforms. <laughs> yeah, um, so to me, if I look, I cannot believe this rumor. Um, I can't. I just cannot see a world in which Phil Spencer would put that. I mean, Phil's a great guy. He's a nice dude, right? And I can see Phil putting water under the. Um, went under the bridge for a lot of things, but from a business standpoint, um, and then the way that they've kind of behaved in the past, in the past with Microsoft, I really can't see Microsoft uh, putting their neck on the block and having another go at this. If they do, and it is scale bound, that game looked amazing. So, um, look, I would be keen 
for 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 that to happen. Um, but you would want some guarantees, right? You yeah, would want 100%. some yeah. some checks and balances. You would want some cross T's, dotted I's, lowercase J's, all that sort of stuff to make sure <laughs> that another scale bound doesn't happen. So look, I'm all for it if if uh, it's a solid thing. Um, and I'm pretty sure that Microsoft wouldn't enter into an agreement with Platinum Games ever again unless it was rock solid. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but I'm not I'm not highly confident. That's for sure. You know, you're definitely putting it down for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things, you know, you mentioned guarantees. Um, and that's something that would nef- that would have to be at the forefront of any conversation. Uh, because here's the thing. I love an underdog story. I, I consider myself to be an underdog, to be quite honest with you. And I every, every success that I, I gain, whether that be in my personal life, whether my marriage, whether it be uh, podcasting or just being on social media, I never take anything for granted. And I always look at things with like that, that child star in the eye kind of a look because that's just who I am. I'm like a giant kid. Um, and you know what? I can't say for sure that Phil Spencer's like that. But the, the way he presents himself as just not only a gamer, but as a strong uh, leader for Xbox, but more importantly, a human being. I, I can see Phil sitting down and being like, how could we get this done where we all win? And, you know, talking about underdogs, um, I... I I don't think that the story of Scalebound should be closed. I think what they had there looked incredible. It just needed a ton of polish. Maybe rework it into Unreal Engine 5. Maybe have people from the coalition who are uh, prominent in four-player co-op come in and help you. You know what I'm saying? You send a team over there and say, we're going to work together on this. This is going to be a dual published and made game and even if it takes five years you keep it under wraps you make sure that there's there's all kinds of nda signs and no one can even mention the word scale bound on that team and out of out of at an e3 in 2025 you just you you know you for for shits and giggles you show the old uh scale bound you're like ah we're just messing with you guys here's the new one and it's and it's world-breaking news uh, Daniel, what what are your thoughts on this? Are, are you are you feeling more like me, or do you feel like risk it and like yeah, I don't know so much? I I probably split the difference a little bit. I, I've got this love hate relationship with Platinum Games, where they do character action unlike anybody else, right? You know, when when they're really on it and they're doing a bayonetta or they're doing a near, yes, or even a even a. a Metal Gear Revengeance, right? Which like, was epic. Yeah, fantastic. Um, amazing soundtrack, right? When they're really on it, they knock it out of the park better than anybody else can. The problem is that for every one time that they actually really seem to care about a game, there's two or three that are like that Legend of Korra game or like Transformers Devastation, where it's like... It or feels Ninja like they're Turtles, making this game. which was... Yeah. Man, that was bad. It was bad. Yeah. It, there's a, a very clear difference between the games that it feels like they're making just to pay the bills because it's like a, a recognizable IP or it's being financed by somebody bigger like Sony and Babylon's Fall Case and hopefully not this Xbox one uh, and ones that they're actually really invested in like Nier. Um, if there was a way that Xbox could 
guarantee that the game the Platinum was working on would be in that latter category, then they should absolutely go for it. But <laughs> there's no way of doing that, right? So in terms of like bringing back Scalebound, uh, I mean, I would love that just in terms of like shutting up the people who are who constantly still to this day are like, oh, I can't believe they canceled Scalebound. And it's like, I, for me, I feel like nine out of 10 people who still bring that up probably didn't even really want to play the game they're just looking for a reason to dog on xbox not that they have to look that hard pretty much yeah I agree. um if it's if it's me right if i'm sitting in in phil spencer's chair I, i'm sort of of two minds about it where it's like i don't know if i can trust platinum again but also we don't have any games this year and we're trying to break into japan so maybe yeah. it's cuffing season you know maybe we get back with somebody we shouldn't but uh, there's a market, there's a market there for it. There's no doubt about that. So, yeah. so it's, I mean, I could, I could really go either way for it. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily excited for it, but if they come out and they're like, Hey, the next near is going to be Xbox exclusive, then I'll be all over it. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's, I mean, again, the, the easy way for Microsoft to get in bed with, uh, um, with platinum games is to go to, uh, a game like Nier, right, which has uh, a couple of iterations. Uh, it's it mostly have been on f- a PlayStation first, um, and uh, I, I, if if you don't want to bring Scalebound back because it's a lot of old wounds and it's there's more risk than there is reward, uh, you money hat that next game and you get it for a year. You get it, or or or, and again, I've said this before, folks. Uh, even if it released on multiple platforms, as long as it's in Game Pass Day One, that's the exclusive. You know what I'm saying? And they could, they could, in fact, do that because they do hold near quite close to the vest. It is uh, a very popular, beloved IP, and like Daniel and uh, and Risk had said, they do, they do when when they hit it on their major IPs, they they really hit it. So maybe Microsoft. You know, tries out the money hatting thing. They pull a Sony. They're like, "Hey, listen, you know what? Uh, you can le- release it on everything, but we want to pay you X amount of dollars, you know, for in-game pass day and date." And it's a it's a niche genre. Their their games are niche. They'll sell two million copies, and that's a win for them. You drop that into Xbox Game Pass. The uh, the first week, you potentially have five million new customers that are being introduced to a platinum game that never had platinum on their radar before because. Game Pass, like we said in the opening, like uh, like Boxenberger said, there's a lot of magic there. And speaking of Boxenberger, I know you have a lot to say on this. Let's see if your mic is working. Uh, what what I, I I think I know the yeah. answer, but I want to hear it from you. Do they bring Platinum in to make a game together again? Oh, I don't think so. I'm I'm right there with Risk It for the Biscuit. Um, I think like um, from a from a portfolio point of view, of course, it would make sense to have a little bit more Japanese-focused games. But seriously, there are more trustworthy um, developers out there, and Platinum Games have have not been handling the whole scale-bound thing like gentlemen's. Microsoft did. They stayed quiet for five years until the their contractual obligations ran out, and um, Platinum made it look like it was Xbox's fault uh, when we all know now the the real story, what happened. And seriously, I don't think that a company like Microsoft forgets stuff like that. 
Um, that makes the sense. Quest- yeah. And and the, the second thing is really, do they need to? Uh, if they would sign that deal right now, that game would come out in five, six years from now. So we're talking here a release date of 2017, uh, 2027, 2028, something like that. And does Xbox need a platinum game and that investment in 2027 or 28? I, I, say, um, hey, I agree with you there. Yeah, I think like their portfolio by then is so filled with with big triple A games, um, not just from their first party studios, but with a lot of other deals that they are working on. I'm not really sure if they would actually need uh, a platinum game um, at, at that point in time. So, yeah, I don't think that there's anything to it. Probably um, uh, that they're. I would say where where's fire there's uh, uh, or where there's spoke there's a fire of course probably I could see that platinum actually approached them they have been weirdly open and publicly with their um their their statements about yeah they would love to work on a scale bound again all these uh, or on a project again with Microsoft and it was like really weird uh, a few months ago when when they ca- came out and talked about it like that on social, but um, for Microsoft, I don't see the point, honestly. Um, yeah, so all right. Before we, yeah, no, listen. I love what you're putting down. Uh, I got to get rid of a troll. I mean, Jesus Christmas! It, 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 can, can I can, can I just take five seconds to interrupt my own show? Absolutely. Everyone, everyone is welcome here, right? We, we, we I, I am the gamer that gives hugs at the door, right? Uh, everyone on my panels. All gentlemen, when we have females on, they're just as uh, as positive and they're just as uh, as as uh, welcoming and warming as anyone else. I, I I just don't understand why you would come to an Xbox podcast that that pushes positivity to be a dick. Like I I, I honestly I don't like the curse, but I don't get it. Like. What what is your life like? You you go play a PlayStation Five with all of your bangers. There's your answer. Don't come here and be a d bag. I, I don't know what to say, but I, I don't want to hold up anymore. I do want to get, uh, you know, get to the next topic. But I I look look. Here's the thing. I love platinum games. I've I've been a platinum fan since for years. Since I used to import all of their stuff. Um, and, uh, I love what they do. And I think everyone really hit it out the park where when they hit, it is epic. It is 10 out of 10s. It's 9.5s. It's, it's a game that maybe doesn't sell 10 million copies, but for the the diehard fans, for the faithful of their, of, of their games, we're treated to greatness when they miss. And unfortunately, I, I, if you look at the pattern, they'll hit once and miss three times that's not good. That's that. That's definitely not good. And uh, if if I'm Microsoft, and I have to uh, once again shout out Risk It for this, uh, you, you, there's got to be some sanctions. There's got to be guarantees. There's, there has to be a lot up front to say you're not going to screw us. Because technically, and I'm not trying to be a d bag here, folks. Microsoft does not need platinum, even though they're tr- they're marching into Japan. There are a lot more. They signed with 200 indie developers that are going to be bringing exclusive content, not only to Game Pass, but to Xbox. And they are there. Listen, Sarah, Phil, Aaron, Matt, the rest of them, they, they know how to pick games. 
And I can't wait to see what they bring. So technically, they don't need Platinum. More so, Platinum needs them. And like I said, there would have to be some serious uh, concessions up front to guarantee that you're not going to, you know, throw a curveball mid-four-year in-development game. Um, But I do want to move on to the next topic, and and, uh, it's a good one, folks. Uh, Obviously, this week... Uh, we are seeing the release of DLC and two games, one on each platform. Stray for the PlayStation 5, which looks freaking awesome. Downloaded, ready to rock and roll. As dust falls, like I said on Twitter, I was very fortunate to have Microsoft reach out to me a couple of weeks ago and send me the code. Um, And I've been playing the game. The game is, if you like Telltale games you're going to quite enjoy this. Uh, your decisions, some of which are very heavy. Um, it's very adult, not something you want to sit down with your five-year-old. Uh, there is a lot of explicit language, no sexual stuff, at least I haven't experienced it yet. Um, I am about, maybe about 40% through the game. Uh, and I'm going to finish it. I didn't want to give my review of it. I am quite enjoying it. Uh, I think that it is uh, a, a great exclusive for Microsoft. I think it is a fantastic game to be an Xbox Game Pass, one of those games that you didn't really know you wanted and was there. Uh, but the other piece of DLC, uh, which is not on the screen, folks, because I got up last night at midnight feeling like absolute poo, and it still wasn't available, so I could not record any footage. So you're seeing uh, Forza Horizon 3 Hot Wheels uh, I want to talk about the DLC coming the way of um, Playground Games. Uh, when this was announced at E3, I jumped out of my chair. Uh, I am a Hot Wheels kid. I have been for years. Um, I had orange and blue tracks. So for me, seeing this come to fruition and as gorgeous as Forza Horizon is, it's it's like you know reenacting when I was a kid, so it has a, it, there's a personal connection. Uh, Daniel had something to say, and I'll let him say it when I get to him in a second of what this did for him. Uh, but why I want to talk about it, folks, uh, is because uh, the last DLC for Hot Wheels, which was a first, uh, and came in uh, obviously Forza Horizon Three. Uh, the the size of the tracks uh, reached the uh, 115 kilometers, which is huge, uh, and that was big. Uh, lots lots of uh, beach scenery, lots of ocean scenery, lots of you know there was a dinosaur there, uh, some loop de loops. But my God, folks, my God, have they not outdone themselves? Uh, obviously, it's going to take place in Mexico, which is where. Forza Horizon 5 is, and it is gorgeous. What a beautiful country. Uh, So much so that there are biomes in there that I didn't even know they had, to be honest with you. And what's interesting about this DLC is you're going to get four biomes, folks. A total of four. And they nearly doubled the size. It's 200 kilometers versus 115. Almost double the size. They have magnetic tracks. They have loop-de-loops. They have a bunch of surprises that they haven't shown. There's a winter. There's a rain. There's a summer. There's a desert. I mean, what? How you? I mean, first of all, racer of the generation, racer of 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 the, of the world. I, I would say, yeah. And now they have this DLC. I want to get uh, everyone's opinion on it, both in the chat and 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 the panel. Daniel, we'll start with you. 
uh, what you had to say about about the feelings that you invoked was pretty interesting, and, and that's the feelings I have. Are you excited to jump into this? Because you said yourself, you're not mm-hmm. normally, quote-unquote, a Forza guy, but this kind of yeah. changes things, huh? Yeah, I, so I'm not normally, not just a Forza guy, but but a car guy in general, and I both in terms of games and in the real world. And uh, I think the reason that I don't usually respond well to racing games is because so often they try to be like really dedicated sims to racing like they try to make it feel like you're racing like at the uh, the xbox bethesda show they went on a a, a bit of a, a conversation about how uh the different weather will affect the way that the tires stick to the track and and all the different ways that the dirt sticks to the car and i'm like that's really cool visually but it means nothing to me like i'm just not <laughs> that's just nothing to me right um, but when I see something like the Hot Wheels expansion, it just looks so much fun, right? Like the cars are flipping upside down. You're going through all these different biomes, you know, they're, they're really clearly taking this property and just elevating it to the point of just having fun with it, which is, I think why I'm almost certainly going to end up playing this. I haven't yet, unfortunately. Um, I don't even, I'm actually not hundred percent sure if it's even live in my region yet. Hopefully it is. Uh, so I can play it after this. Um, but I, you know, I have a lot of fondness for, uh, for Hot Wheels, right? I, I grew up in the late nineties, early two thousands and we didn't have, you know, I don't, I don't come from like money, <laughs> obviously. Right. Like, you know, we, we weren't struggling or anything, but it, it, it was that sort of situation where, you know, we were sort of going paycheck to paycheck, you know, people like my parents did their best to make sure that we didn't feel like we were struggling. Right. Uh, and, and I, I say that to, to say, uh, you know, I, I had Hot Wheels growing up. I didn't have any of the tracks. So having this DLC come out kind of feels like a way for me to experience that portion of my childhood that I, kind I love of it. Didn't really get the shot to. Yeah. Uh, and my my mom actually, when I uh, hit, I think it was eighteen or something, and I was like starting to move out, going to school. She was, uh, you know, she was she was talking to me, and she was like, "Hey, I I know that I'm I'm never going to be able to have the money to buy you a car." Uh, and she she handed me a Hot Wheel car. She handed me this Hot Wheel car. Oh, that's <laughs> that's said, awesome, dude. So I bought that's you a car, awesome. and uh, <laughs> it. Uh, it was just a really nice moment, right? It was yeah. so I have a, a fondness for Hot Wheels, even though I maybe didn't play with them that much as a kid. So first of all, I want to say thank you for sharing that story. That's 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 magic. That that's that's like mom magic that you don't that 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 for you to share that with us is not only we do we appreciate the trust, but that is an epic story. That is an epic story, and it makes uh the Hot Wheels DLC even more memorable for when you, know, you and I are going to pick it up, right? Like, for me, I played it. I didn't have a lot of kids. I, my, my, my parents were blue-collar. My mom didn't work. My dad worked. That was it. Uh, but, you know, the holidays, you know, you always got the, the racetrack with the loop-de-loop and, and the launcher, right? You got the the, the shark car or the uh, – or, or, or like I was telling you before, I had the Scooby-Doo van, you know, I thought it was really cool <laughs> having that. Um, but I, I love it. And, 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 and that's – that's the magic of gaming, ladies and gentlemen. That's why when I see the pettiness that comes out, it really disappoints me because a lot of the times we forget the human element uh, about gaming and what it does, uh, how we connect as people. 
Uh, and that's a beautiful story. Uh, uh, definitely appreciate that. Uh, risk it. Let's get your opinion on this. This is this is a monster DLC, and and I say that not just because of the size of it. It comes at a time where Microsoft finds themselves lacking in first party content, whether that be full on releases or DLC. Uh, specifically, we're still waiting for some stuff to happen for Forge. Co-op is out there for Halo. Uh, obviously, as Dust Falls just released, which is great. Uh, but, you know, the year is light. This is the kind of DLC that not only invokes current fans to start playing again, but introduce the game to more people. Um, and we already know that they already surpassed 20 plus million players on Forza, the most played Forza in the history of the franchise. And I think we're going to see even more. Uh, what are your thoughts on the DLC? Are you excited to jump back in? Well, that's the power of Game Pass, really. Eh? 20 million players. Um, man, am I excited. Look, this is the first time I'm just watching uh, it on screen now. This is the first time I've ever seen uh, the Hot Wheels DLC. And I, I believe three was in Australia. Um, and my intention. Yeah, I believe. I think, was it in yeah. Australia? It was. Yeah. yeah. Australia, yeah. yeah, it was. My intention was to always jump in because they were going to have, you know, <laughs> our classic, our classic Fords, our classic Holdens, uh, which is GM if you're American. Uh, we we have Holden, um, and it's you know it's it's like an Xbox V uh, PlayStation thing going on in Australia. It doesn't get quite as serious, but like you're a Holden guy or you're a Ford guy. Um, I was a car guy back in the day. I've got a um, 650 rear wheel horsepower car sitting Whoa. in the garage. What, never... what, what brand of car is it? Uh, it's Ford. Oh, so you got a Ford? <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I was yeah. a Chevy guy. I had I had a a, a Super Sport Deluxe. Oh, no, I changed. I... The, yeah, it was yeah. gorgeous, man. I had stride racing stripes on it and everything. Oh my god, it's like it's like it's like my leg lamp, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, mine's mine's a uh, custom paint C4 gearbox, nine inch <sighs> diff. Um, it's a straight six, but ter- like honestly, it's beautiful. Um, drives like a boat though, right? You all so, didn't know this, but Risk is going to be inside of uh, Fast and the Furious Ten. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're paying him the big bucks like the rock let's do it i'm down i'm down i've got the arms no i haven't um <laughs> yeah look i'm super excited for this man I, I wasn't a forza guy either um i didn't hate it i didn't have a thing for it like but when it came to game pass i was and i got a, a good friend of mine gray monad who's played every single one the dude's got the steering wheel the setup oh, the whole nice. gear loves it man he's like dude you gotta try it so i'm like all right let's try it me and him spent hours and, and Jedi in the chat there, hours and hours among upon hours playing Forza 5 and loved it. Still jump back in occasionally um, uh, with the man dealer. That guy can choose, tune a car like unbelievably. He's tuned yeah, out. Love uh, Which, by the way, he is fighting COVID right now, folks. Uh, he's been sick yeah. for a couple of days, so much so he didn't have his show. Uh, and that's yeah. how sick he was. Uh, so yeah, so uh, send send uh, love uh, to dealer. But yeah, he he chats it up. He loves to talk. Oh yeah, yeah, and he does. He tunes a great car. Um, so I've had a I've had a lot of fun in Forza Five. So much so I'm kind of uh, a little sad I didn't get a chance to play Hot Wheels because everyone talks about the Hot Wheels DS- DLC, right? So when it came out, like I obviously don't have the excitement of playing it, um, you know, in the past, but I get a chance to play it now. Uh, it's not coming to Game Pass, but it's twenty six. I think it's twenty six bucks in Australia. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it, yeah, you get like ten percent off in Game Pass. It's not bad. Yeah, it's crazy, like cheap. Like, there's no reason not to buy this and just absolutely smash it out. And this looks like a ball. 
Um, just watching your gameplay, like it looks awesome, man. I was so poor that we never had the tracks, right? Like, I think I had some like hand me down uh, Hot Wheels for my brother or something because we couldn't even afford Hot Wheels, right? Yeah. Um, so like Hot Wheels is obviously in my blood as a kid. We all play with Hot Wheels, man. I don't know if kids play with that stuff these days. They all got devices. And oh yeah, mate. I had GI Joe's play with it. and it, like Hot Wheels and like. And all that stuff you did outside in the garden, you know, like racing them around. So, man, this has got me super hyped. I can't wait for this to drop. I don't think it's out yet here because I checked just before we jumped to the podcast. Um, but, man, as soon as this comes out, I've got it. I'm definitely going to be playing, spending a lot of time in this. And you're right. It comes at a time when, look, let's be flat out and honest. It comes at a time when we really don't have a lot to play in the way Indeed. of AAA. yeah. In the way of AAA, it's like you, you can't say there's not a lot to play in general. My backlog is so big, it's ridiculous. Um, but when it comes to AAAs, there's nothing new. And like you say, what have you done for me lately? This is a good, what have you done for me lately? This is nothing to sneeze at, man. I cannot wait to dive into Hot Wheels. I'm super excited. Yeah, they're, they're adding 28 cars, uh, some of which are the classics from the Hot Wheels. You know, like I think there's a, a new rendition of the Shark car. There's, the, uh, um, there's, a, there's like a Grave Digger type looking car in there as well uh i i love the old, all the old stuff uh so i'm definitely gonna uh be playing with it uh you know playing with everyone because everyone that that, that reached out to me said my driver tar is a lunatic uh and uh, <laughs> knocks people off the road i apologize for that but that's how i drive not in real life though um listen let me catch up with some of the super chats we have quite a few of them and i want to thank everybody personally before they get out of control drawn tj generous friend of the program uh Drops the first super chat of the day of five dollars this morning, guys. Hope the deal goes through in August, uh, the latest September. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get into that why I think it is. And like I said, uh, Hog Law broke it down. I mean, that guy is so smart, and there's a reason why he has a hundred thousand subs. I mean, the guy is knows his law, and he broke it down. Uh, and he broke it down in a way which I appreciate where it's done. Even though I'm a former police officer, I understand law, criminal law. I can tell you, I can read, I can tell you the penal law guide up and down, back and forth. But when it comes to corporate law, well, I'm, I never dealt with that. So listening to him, he does break it down in a way, and I definitely suggest get over and subscribe to him if you want to keep your ear to the floor, specifically on acquisitions uh, from Sony, from Nintendo, from Microsoft, or whoever. Uh, he's really good at breaking that down. Uh, we also have Outbreak Podcast, a uh, good friend of the pro uh, program, Dave. Um, he should be known as Dave Mr. Review because he actually just interviewed uh, Risk It. Uh, he drops a $2 super chat and says, Risk It was awesome. Great interview. Yes, and if you missed that, get over to OutbreakPodcast.com or Outbreak Podcast on YouTube and check out all of his interviews. He's done pretty much everybody, including Dealer, including myself, including Risk It. And I think Umbra has been up there as well. I mean, he, he does a good job. And, and a lot of the times he gets, us to, he gets us to talk about things that we don't normally get to open up about. And that's what I love about his work. So definitely uh, highly regard checking him out. Quabini Gaming drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, new lawsuit on Sony for avoiding disclosing a deficit that uh, supposedly causes the system to shut down during gameplay. I saw that resulting in lost progress. Wow. Yeah, I actually had that happen to me in Horizon just recently. Uh, I got stuck. Something happened. The, the, the I got stuck in a rock. I fell through the, the, the world and got stuck in a rock. And when I tried to reset it, it froze, reset to the beginning, and I lost about 35 minutes. Not terrible, but annoying. 
Uh, Corbini Gaming drops an outstanding $2 Super Chat, additional $2 Super Chat, and says, this is just breaking. I'm looking for some details. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. I, I mean, I'm not going to be covering it this week because I'm starting to really drag, uh, and I don't want to speak too much. I was told by my doctor, don't speak too much when you have COVID because it gets into your lungs, and and I can't have that. Um, but, you know, again, we're going to do the show. We're going to have a great time, and then next week we'll be back full Full throttle. Uh, Scott Gamer Dude drops an outstanding $20 super chat. It's a little boom. I uh, hope you get better soon. Thank you for that, brother. He goes, I had the Hot Wheels tracks as a kid. By any chance, do you remember Sizzlers? Yes, I do. I had to collect cans and a paper route to buy the tracks. Uh, we need an Evil Knievel game. Yeah, listen, dude, you're as old as me. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. If you remember this, folks, you are old. Uh, I had Evil Knievel. If you don't know who he is, he was a stunt superstar where he used to do these. He jumped the Grand Canyon in a rocket, right? He, he would jump 30 buses. And a lot of the times he got hurt. Like he got broke everything. Um, and when I was a kid back in the 70s, because like I said, I'm old. They used to have Evil Knievel toys. And they used to take the motorcycle. He was like a bendable kind of a character. And you'd put him on the bike. You'd stand him standing, doing straight up and doing wacky things. And you'd rev the plastic little launcher. Oh, my God. Wow. That is taking me back. Uh, thank you for the super chat. And thank you for the memories. Um, but listen, let's, uh, let, 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 let's get uh, Infinite Umbra in, on the conversation. Umbra, this is... Uh, a big deal for Xbox fans. Obviously, they have well over 20 million players. Uh, that's not an accident. Uh, and, you know, there, there's been some people that downplayed it all oh, because it's in Game Pass. It's free. Everyone's going to play. Not necessarily. Uh, racing is a bit niche. Uh, uh, um, and uh, for them to find that kind of success right out of the gate uh, is amazing. To have this new DLC return to Hot Wheels is even better. I can see them at the adding three to five million new players because people are going to want to play this. What What is your excitement? Well, my excitement, I love the previous ones. I mean, they hit it in three, which, like Chris pointed out, was in Australia, which probably was my favorite Forza Horizon. And then four-headed eventually as well. So I think I think this, this is a long-time thing they're going to continue doing. I, I'm, I was surprised when they showed it at the showcase being there for that, like the DLC would be this because, you know, we had the what was the Hot Wheels Unleashed. So I, I, I Which didn't was expect just it. Recent, that was that was last fall. Exactly. I didn't expect it. So I have a buddy who streams uh, the Hot Wheels Unleashed. And I was like, yeah, after I played Forces, you know, Hot Wheels tracks, I'm like, I couldn't go play that. I don't think it's going to match up. I figured it would be lesser. So. Um, it's interesting when they brought it here. So I was definitely excited during the showcase to see that make a return for this. And I, th I think it's just, I think it's something that should be commonplace now with, with Forza Horizon. And yeah. uh, I'm a big time like racing fan and such, and like specifically arcade racers. Although I do appreciate the regular motorsport as well. But um, ab absolutely excited, man. And like you pointed out, I mean, 80 snappable like tracks that you can add on and do your thing with. I'm, I'm excited to see what the, some of the creators can come up with. And like the biomes, well, we got like four biomes, I believe, right? Giants Canyon, Ice Cauldron, Ice Cauldron rather, Forest Falls, and Horizon Nexus. And that's over close to 125 mile, miles of track wow to go through that's a lot man that's ridiculous so i'm actually really excited for that to 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 show out a bit i might have to race dealer a few times when he's starting to feel a little bit better because that's about all he plays every time i look at him 
he's on uh forza but yeah it, i'm actually really excited for it it looks much better actually than than, than even three and fours did to me personally yeah do absolutely uh, yeah yeah I, I mean did you did you all see the the imagery of the the top side view of the tracks how it looks it's mm -hmm. it's it's yeah it's, it's unbelievable the, the the detail yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it looks insane so i i wonder like well i guess they'll probably have some dinosaur head pop up like they did in the previous ones <laughs> but yeah it looks really good i'm actually really excited for it and like like what was pointed out by, by risk like we don't have a lot of triple a games to really fall back on at the moment so it's interesting to have something like this come about and then of course we got the s dusk falls of course it's not triple a but we got a lot of we don't have all the triple a games and the major showcase games i guess to really point to right now but we do have a few games that's that's dropping that we can play outside of you know, outside of the games from Game Pass and things like that. So I, I think this is a definite win for Microsoft when it comes to that. And and like you said, I can see it bringing in a, a few more million uh, gamers, at least to, to Forza for sure. I mean, I can see it being over 25, if not 30 million by the end of this, I would imagine. 100 percent. Yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, you, you bring you bring new people into your game by bringing epic level uh, of, of DLC. Uh, mm -hmm. We've seen that time and time again. Uh, seeing that Playground Games in the midst of releasing Forza Horizon 5, in the midst of designing the next Fable, they do this epic level uh, uh, release in the form of DLC that's almost twice as long as the original is is great. And that's not the only one. Uh, they do, they're working on another one. I don't know what it's going to be and when they're going to stop. But I think that, yes, you do invoke... Uh, more interest, more eyes into a game that uh, that, that isn't Game Pass, right? That uh, yeah. that you know, and again, it's it's under, under thirty bucks if you have Game Pass, like twenty six and change after the you know ten percent reduction. Uh, and uh, if you are a savvy uh, Microsoft points uh, connoisseur like myself, uh, you can pay for things and be like, I didn't pay shit, and that is awesome. <laughs> Not like getting it for free, especially when it's this good. Uh, let's get box and burgers uh, or hot box, I should say. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, you and I have been very, very uh, stingent on our personal disappointment with Microsoft for 2022. Mm. Uh, and we're not going to reiterate it because we've already said our piece. And, it, and it's just, you know, it is what it is, folks. This is a real nice release. On the same day as Dusk Falls. So you're getting a game and yeah. you're getting DLC. And like I said, as Dusk Falls is really good. Now, maybe it's not for everyone. Uh, and I get that. But it's going to be for someone. Uh, and it's really well done. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, playing this and, and actually seeing your kids? Who, Which, by the way, if you don't know, his, kid, his kids love cars. Mm -hmm. yeah they do they do and they they love hot wheels um they have like these big hot wheel garages with the dinosaur tracks and everything upstairs in their rooms um <laughs> yeah uh hot wheels is 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 a is is a kid favorite in our house and daddy loves it too so <laughs> yeah i'm excited and um i can't wait to play um Forza Horizon 5 is this is this amazing game that that is uh, so fantastic for community game nights uh, that we do usually on Friday sometimes during the weeks 
and uh, it's it's just uh, always a, a big fun and um, now we get new content and it it just looks phenomenal um like umbra said um this this looks um like probably the best dlc that they have done to date we shall see it's only like eight minutes until it drops globally so um, I'm not. I don't want to encourage anyone to stop listening um, <laughs> to the to the podcast. But right after the podcast, <laughs> you guys can definitely go and, and start playing. Um, and I can't wait to, to check it out. It looks phenomenal. Uh, I love the casual driving. I love the the arcade like uh, racing games. Um, yeah. More even more like the the hardcore. Uh, racing sims like forza motorsport um so yeah i i'm i'm super excited and um uh, i'm not sure if if it was risked or umbra who said it we have a dry streak right now there's really not much coming out and it's not just from xbox it's really also from the third-party publishers um so it's a welcome uh welcome release um and i i can't wait to play it yeah, I, I agree. I, I love the fact that uh, we are expanding uh, a real place like Mexico, right? Obviously, this is this is, uh, you know, it's 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 fake, you know, realization mm. for the trap yeah. being in Mexico. But the fact that they somehow figured out a way box to incorporate all four biomes, which, again, I've never been to Mexico and I didn't realize. I mean, I knew that the country's culture that's a, that's the thing about me and me and, uh, and Mrs. Boom. We're culture fanatics. Uh, mm. Like our our thing for Netflix, and I've said this before, we are unbelievably addicted to Korean dramas, With subtitles and everything. We you know we go all the way, and we are infatuated uh, with that culture. Uh, we love it. We think it's very honorable and very special and very family oriented. Uh, Mexico is a location that could be looked upon as negative, you know, drugs and cartels and things of that nature. But when you take a game like Forza and you see the love that's been poured into this game, you learn that there is a volcano in the middle of Mexico. There are there are snow alps that you're driving in snow in a place that's known for 100 plus degrees. Like it is everyone for everywhere right now. Uh, I I love that they have incorporated this dub, almost double the size track uh, that has now uh, magnetized tracks, lots of loop-de-loops, big jumps, jumping through flames, uh, and all the biomes are included in that. Uh, I just think it's it is uh, it, it it it's it's a it's a it's a great time for Xbox to strategically, and I'm sure that there was a lot of, uh, you know, strategy in, Hey man, you know, we don't, we don't have a lot going on. We, we need to do something for the people because like I said, as, as dust falls, I I'm loving it, but it's very adult. Uh, and it's very telltale. If you're not that kind of a gamer, you're going to be like, this is garbage. Mrs. Boom doesn't like it all. She's like, I don't like the graphics. What is, what, what are you playing? I don't like it. And I'm like, well, it's a graphic novel. And she's like, nah, just not for me. And she'll go back to playing Animal Crossing. And you know what? That's, again, not every game is for every gamer. But ladies and gentlemen, we got to talk about the hotness. The story of stories. The story that will not go away. And that is Activision and Blizzard joining Microsoft. Uh, I, as so as you see by the thumbnail, I have the stamp of approved. 
Is it approved yet? No. Is it moments away from being approved? Well, that's that's up for debate. But in an article, folks, that I pulled from Real uh, RealMikeCentral.com, and and there were a couple of big stories that were released as well. Comicbook.com did one. Uh, there were a few others. Uh, rant the GameRant.com did one as well. Uh, we saw one, uh, a couple of the financial, uh, t- uh, you know, times, uh, ones, you know, they did articles on this and, uh, look folks, the reality is this, uh, Microsoft's big get in 2022 is not their version or their answer to God of war or their answer to the last of us remake or horizon or, um, you know, or, or Gran Turismo seven. Now, you know, take it for what you, what it's worth you're going to value those games on a higher and a lower scale. They're not all, they're not all quote unquote bangers. They have a lot, you know, the first two at the beginning of the year had a monster amount of problems. God of war. I'm expecting to be in my at least top three because I'm a huge Kratos fan. And I loved God of war 2018. Uh, and last of us. Well, I'm, I, the, the, the debate rages is, uh, is Sony bending over their, uh, their fan base. The answer is yes, they are. That game is not worth 70 bucks. I'm sorry. Uh, you're getting half a game. I'm going to stand on this uh, on this stone, and I'm going to die on it. When that game released, and that's the fourth iteration, the first two gave you factions. You're getting half a game. You're not getting factions. You're getting a re, and it looks gorgeous, but it's a one to one, folks. So can I can I can I jump in on that, please? Because well? because uh, I've I've been having a, a, quite a few conversations. This is something that's come up on Twitter quite a bit, and it's been it's really interesting that uh, a lot of the a lot of the views on this. But mm. you cannot you cannot argue the point that this game is worth seventy dollars if you hold to the modicum of what these guys have been saying, what Sony said, which is the cost of development's been going up. If you're remaking a game, you're remastering a game. Especially when you cut half of the game out, right? Yes. You you have half the work to do. You don't have half the work. That's probably a little bit generous. You've got you've got maybe three quarters of the work to do. You go straight to production. Right. You've already got level design. Yeah. You've got um, you've got the asset placement. You've got your mocap that you can pull from it. Yet you've got to go back and redo your your motion capture like animation. Yeah. But you've got the mocap. You've got the acting. You've got it storyboarded. You've got all of this stuff that takes a good two years, like minimum, for a good solid studio that's efficient, two years minimum to do. That's that's two years of wages, um, power, rent for what you know, overheads, all that stuff. That's that's you're talking probably pretty close to, uh, if not in the millions, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that they're saving. So, so for people to say that this game could be worth, even if you remove the half of the game is not there, for people to say that this game is worth $70, it's just going back on exactly what they said before. It's like it's costing us more to develop these games, and that's why they're $70. This game just proves the fact that these guys are they're greedy. That's yeah. what it is. Like you, Yeah, can't. you know what? I, I, I want to add something to that. First of all, that was an amazing point. Very well thought out, very well broken down. A point that has been raging on. You know, you have your your Sony stands and, you know, their Xbox stands that be like, oh, Xbox is doing this and I love it. And X, and Sony guys and gals are going, ah, I love it because, you know, it meant, uh, you know, less of us meant so much to me because of the story. I hear you. I'm not going to argue with it. It's a great story. It, it's a classic IP. But it's also an IP that has seen an original release on the PS3, 
HD remake, a remake HD remake for PC, and now a remaster of the HD remake remake original release. Talk about going back to the well. Now, I'm not saying the game isn't great, but from what we understand, it is a one-to-one uh, game. It, it, they, there, there's no cutting room floor added to this that makes you play a level you've never seen. It's literally one-to-one. And, I, and I'm saying that because of what they showed me. Now, could there be uh, some hidden gems in there that they show a whole other level you never got to? Maybe. But they're not telling me that. So I can only go based on what they're telling me. Um, this wasn't a topic, but this is something that if anybody wants to jump in and give their two cents about, it, it, it is a hot topic. Uh, there are people that believe that this game is worth 70 bucks. And if you do, I'm not arguing. I'm not saying that you're wrong. You're right. I'm saying that's your opinion and good on you to spend the money. Mm. But here's my point. My, uh, Microsoft does day and date for a multitude of reasons. Uh, some people call it a Hail Mary, so to speak. <laughs> and they continue to do it and release games first party day and date. Uh, and that is building uh, Game Pass for them. Uh, personally, I find this to be an unbelievable miss. And here's why. For Sony. They just launched their service. Now, I, I have their maximum uh, uh, service for the, until the middle of 2023 because I had two years worth. And I got an email and said, hey, for 33 bucks, Mr. Boomstick XL on, on PlayStation, you can upgrade to the maximum tier. So I said, well, for 33 bucks, why not? I'm probably not going to do the 119 But then again, maybe they proved me wrong. Stray's in there, and Stray is day and date. That's awesome. This was an opportunity to, for Sony to sell their service to the diehards and say, hey, diehard uh, PlayStation fans, the ones that, are, that, that love the brand, right, that, that, that are with us for greatness, if you join this service, maximum tier, you get this game day and date. It would have sold millions upon millions of subs, a lot more than per game. But like Risk had said, they're greedy. Anybody want to add to this? Well, yeah, um, I'm I'm fully behind what Risk had said. Um, it, it definitely shows like uh, it's really not about increased development cost. Um, because I would go even further. A, a remaster, a remake isn't is probably even a, at around a quarter of the um, of development the, cost, uh, development time, yeah. if not less. Seriously, because the the biggest parts and the biggest challenges is basically conceptual work. Yeah, like finding the right gameplay mechanics, finding the right stories, finding um, what works and what doesn't work. Um, you all don't have to do that you you don't have to do the audio recording you don't have to do all that stuff the finding the art styles doing conceptual arts concept arts and so on you don't have to do that it is like it is it is creed uh, and i get that uh, value is subjective uh, I, I hear that every time when when i see people defending the 70 uh, us dollars which is 80 euros here, here across europe um that's um of course value is subjective um like call of duty i i don't play the multiplayer i enjoy the campaigns but i'm for me a full price title that that i can play like five to six hours and then i'm done with the campaign isn't worth it obviously for others that's different so yeah value is subjective but at the end 
boom, it comes back to what you have said about Game Pass day and date. The thing with Game Pass is that Microsoft changed the way how we perceive value in gaming. Um, it just is. Um, and we have all these day and date drops now on Game Pass. And we have big AAA third-party games um, coming like three to six months after launch into the service. So yeah, value in gaming has changed. Um, and I find it so weird that people actually defend that one company made gaming more expensive um, than ever before, while the other one has made gaming cheaper than ever before. Yeah. And it's it's not just Sony. Um, I I also want to mention <laughs> like 2K and, and other publishers that did it. But Nintendo. even the, the Nintendo, yeah. They're even, and even, they're even one of the worst uh, <laughs> anti-consumer consumerist yeah. uh, video game companies in the yeah. business. So I, I, I just don't want to... Uh, put put it all on Sony. Um, uh, we just discuss Sony all the time because it's one of the major platform holders, and they are the the, the direct competitor, of course, to Xbox. But it's it's obviously a, a bunch of uh, publishers. Others like uh, Ubisoft uh, or EA didn't do it so far. The the thing for me is like, yeah, value is subjective. But on the other hand, um, I I really don't get it because all these companies, each and every one that has increased the price the game prices has reported for the last decade each and every quarter a record-breaking quarter for them each and every quarter they report we have record-breaking revenue this and this much percent of growth in our business and so on so are they making less money because the, the development costs have gone up no they are not monetization in-game monetization is one part of it the significantly larger player base that we have these days to simply more people play games like they did 10 15 20 years ago makes them more money even with increased development costs so Absolutely. i don't really see that as an argument and at the end uh, it it really comes down if uh, uh, that that people just want to defend their favorite favorite brand because i have not seen anyone defend the price increase of 2k i i just haven't I, yeah. I have only seen defended on the Sony side, and and that's the thing. Uh, I don't think it is healthy for the gaming industry in total. Um, that, like I said in my initial statement, one company can make gaming cheaper than ever before, while the other one tries to make it more expensive. And I don't see um, see any reason why why we should defend this. Um, you know, it's yeah. it's amazing, box. I've been in spaces, man, with a lot of these PlayStation cats, and they will go out of their way. To, yeah. to make a defense for these types of things. And it's insane to me. I had one guy and I was telling him, like, I'll never pay $70 for a game, a base mm. game, not a base game, because I know that ultimately it's a greedy cash grab, you know, in some way. And I, I, I dread the day that Microsoft may go there. But at the same time, we know that we have Xbox Game Pass at least to fall back yeah. on. So that's that's the beauty of our side here, if you will versus PlayStation side, you know, and I say that having a PS5 and, and yes. perusing it right now to get that stray cat game right now. Anyway, but <laughs> that beside that, just to say, yeah, I, I don't I disagree with the whole $70 thing. And Risk made a great point. And I, you know, he always goes at it with these guys. It's not the same <laughs> type of development cycle and everything else put into it and, and money and time into that so why are is it still 70 dollars and it's 70 dollars and i have to have this argument with these these playstation guys 
$70 for a game that is lacking content that the preview, the, the original game had. And they, they keep making this excuse. Well, you got better animations and such, and it is it, it, graphically improved. That doesn't tell me yeah. that that's worth $70. You know, it's Indeed. just a, a prettier game. That's all it is. So yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I uh, it's this thing where it, it like, if you're a PlayStation fan or, you know, whatever, and, and you're okay with spending $70 on a game, it's, perfectly fine i've got no problem with that i'm going to be spending 70 dollars on god of war day one and i'm probably not going to regret that i'm going to go yeah, out i'm right there with you probably going to be okay with that um yeah, what i don't understand is the side of it where <laughs> you'll like you'll go into those twitter spaces or, or a comment section or something and they'll be like yeah but xbox gamers don't buy their games and it's like <laughs> what, are you, what not if i don't have to like <laughs> right like, yeah, I'm going to take the opportunity to save the money. I've got the subscription. They're getting the money that they need from that. Uh, in terms of, like, The Last of Us Part 1 in particular, it's it's weird to me, though, because it's like, I'm going to pass on that, right? I, I don't think that a remake or a remaster is worth $70 to me. It, it's It falls in that same category as, like, the Switch OLED model, where it's like, if you don't have a Switch, that's the version to get. But if you already have one, then it's probably not worth the upgrade. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you haven't played Last of Us, it is still one of the best games of all time. And you should, if you're going to buy it now, this new version is probably the way to do it. Um, even though it doesn't have factions. Because I think, didn't they shut down factions on the original version anyway? So factions is just dead across the board, have, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so bummer i guess well they, uh, they they announced factions too uh yeah. two years ago and as playstation gamers who are waiting for that well they're still waiting but we got a concept art which is really exciting <laughs> you know i saw people i saw people popping yeah. off for the ps5 logo so i think yeah. maybe we're on that same level of excitement here and danny that's the funny part right because <laughs> these same guys will argue oh i don't want to see that i want to see gameplay i don't want to see CGI, et cetera, et cetera. But when they saw mm. that 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 artwork, they were hyping it up. So that's yeah, why I can't take some of them yeah. serious. Yeah. 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 I, and look, I'll, I'll add as well. Uh, it is, like Danny said, one of the greatest games of all time. That's 110%. I don't like paying $70, but I make, look, I make enough money to pay $70 for a game that's worth it. Um, and even for maybe games that aren't, and because I love that game, I am actually going to probably pay $70 to get the remake. I'll definitely be getting God of War Ragnarok as well, even though I completely don't agree with it. But I'm, I, it, it, I might be spending the money, but I'm not, I'm not out here like saying that it's a good, a damn good thing. I just don't get it. It's like if you've got a, <laughs> if you've got a company selling an ice cream over here, that's exactly the same as, well, not exactly the same, but it's slightly different ice cream over here. And this one, you know, is charging you seventy bucks. And this one's saying like you can have as many ice creams as you want any time of the day, any day of the year, and it's only going to cost you fifteen bucks, like a month. What? It's a no. I, it's a no. How is it an arguable thing? It's just the most craziest yeah. thing i've ever seen and i only ever saw it when i when, when i entered twitter and i heard it was crazy um and it's it's true <laughs> no no it it, 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 it listen it, it rages on and it will continue to be uh used for console war we handled it like gentlemen uh we all had of our opinions uh risk it is gonna buy it there's nothing wrong with that that's that's awesome uh for me i'll wait for it to come to the service as one of the games that drops in there six months from now 
and I will play through it because I've played through it twice. Loved every second of it. Will quite enjoy this one, but I'm going to use the service that I pay for in order to continue to enjoy the remaster of the remake of the uh, of the re, re, re whatever. Uh, but listen, let's. I'm glad we took five seconds or ten minutes really to <laughs> to get into. Uh, that particular topic, because I, th- I think I think it is worth uh, a conversation because it has been raging. But let's let's get to ABK, folks. Uh, this is something that popped off uh, in the same week that uh, an analyst from uh, Yahoo Finance uh, made mention and basically called the uh, ad deal for uh, Netflix and Microsoft a Trojan horse for an eventual uh acquisition uh they are hurting they have lost consecutive monies for uh i believe it's the last six six years um they did lose two hundred thousand subscribers in their last financials uh but they still have 220 million customers uh so they are they, they are still making money uh obviously the price uh increase uh, cost them to lose a lot of customers because, well, right now the world sucks. Gas is five dollars, cream cheese is seven, a box of cereal here in New Rochelle, New York is eight dollars, which is freaking bonkers. So, inflation has gone up. The, the and again, I know it's not a business channel, but I watch the news because I'm a retired guy and I have to make the money work. Um, and uh, inflation for here in New Rochelle, uh, in New York has gone up 41 percent. And it's the highest uh, in, in the last two decades. Um, and uh, that's why Game Pass is so amazing, because it allows for us to still be a part of the conversation at a cheap $15 a month price. Um, and that's why I think that eventually next year, whether that be January, February or otherwise, Netflix is going to be acquired by Microsoft. You heard it here first. But we're here to talk about current events and current events has Microsoft acquiring uh, in what we thought was the biggest deal since sliced bread in Bethesda. Uh, this 10 times trumps it both in price and in, uh, in, in um, what, it, what it's going to do for the industry, more specifically what it's going to do for Microsoft and Xbox fans. Uh, there has been reports and like I said, uh, uh, you know, Hoaglaw, who is a big fan, I'm a big fan of his, he's been on the show multiple times, had a great video where he talked about uh, it potentially not happening as quick as August. And he gave why. Uh, I agree and understand his point of view, but I'm more of the uh, half full kind of a guy rather than half empty kind of a glass guy. And I'm going to just stay with my original opinion that I think that uh, it was been reported, uh, according to this report, that uh, Microsoft has, in fact, uh, sent the last bit of required information that the FTC, that Lena Khan, head of the FTC, is looking for. With that said, folks, uh, they have 30 days, meaning the FTC has 30 days to request more information potentially holding up the deal. The leaked report suggests that Microsoft is incredibly satisfied. Brad Smith, who is leading the charge on this deal for Microsoft, has responded and has provided all of the information 
that has been required by the FTC. Now, if you remember when this deal first took place, folks, uh, we had uh, Senator Warren of Washington, D.C., along with a bunch of New York senators talking about, well, we want to stop this deal because we're concerned about workers. How are the workers going to be treated? Well, two weeks ago, the biggest union in this country, not only armed and armed with Microsoft, gave a letter to the FTC saying, no, we, we, we are with Microsoft and we are okay with this deal. And to be honest with you, and again, I, I'm coming at this from a very, very small lens. So if I sound ignorant, please forgive me. But I believe that that, uh, that instance uh, chopped the legs out from under the FTC in regards to holding up the deal. Uh, because there was a lot of the rhetoric on the fanboy aspect of gaming that called this a monopoly. How dare Microsoft spend this money? They're going to own everything. Well, technically, they're going to own Call of Duty and a bunch of IPs from Activision. They're going to own. They're they're going to be tied with, um, you know, with PC on Blizzard because they're one of the biggest PC supporters. And King is going to, like I said, I think the King deal almost uh, levies the uh, Xbox uh, Game Pass for mobile. $5 a month, $4.99, and you get all of these perks. And I think that's going to happen. Now, I don't have inside knowledge, but that's just my opinion. Um, when you look at what Microsoft is getting and where they're going to be in the market, um, they're still going to be number three. Um, and, you know, you go from 61st to first, I see there's problems. You go from third and you stay at third even after the $68.7 billion deal. I don't see the problem because the market leader, who is that, folks? That is Sony. They continue to be that leader. Now, how much more are they going to be that leader? How much longer? Well, I couldn't honestly tell you, but I think that their grasp is slipping. Now, according to the report that I pulled, uh, there is uh, leaked information that this deal could, in fact, be done, at least here in the States, by the end of August. Uh, the FTC has 30 days to respond in kind whether or not they're going to block this deal either via lawsuit or ask and request for more information. Now, it was brought to my attention, thanks to this incredible video by Hoag Law, that they don't approve or disapprove the deal, them, the Department of Justice, or the FTC. What they do is simply just don't respond. And then after 30 days, Microsoft and Activision can shake hands and pass the money on the right-hand side and call it a day or pass the duchy on the right-hand side. And if you're old like me, you remember that song from the 80s. Um, and uh, if, if that winds up happening, then at least here in this, in, in, in this country, it gets done. Now, we do know that both the UK, the EU, uh, Africa, which is uh, also looking into this, uh, there are several other countries that have asked for additional information. They normally move side by side with the FTC. The FTC usually is, is the stake in the ground, and everyone's like, yep, if it's good for you, it's probably good for the rest of us, and everyone just goes. Uh, that, was, that was made very apparent uh, in the uh, Bethesda deal when 24 hours after the FTC approved it, so did the EU and the UK. Uh, risk it. Let's get your opinion on this. This is not only the biggest deal for gaming, this is the biggest deal for Microsoft. And it is going to uh, levy a position in the market that even though Call of Duty is will remain multi-plat, I have zero problem with that. 
you will have Call of Duty and Xbox Game Pass day and date. Now, and then again, that's after Sony's deal runs out. Microsoft is not going to renew it. Activision is not going to renew it. And whether that's next year or the year after, eventually Call of Duty, one of the most played games, the most sold games each and every year, even if it sucks, it sells. Um, this is a big deal. Where do you – seeing what Hogue had to say, reading the show notes, are you confident that this deal could in fact get done by August? I, I I am and have been for a while. Um, and I think I've been battling this out with uh, um, one of my panelists for months now, uh, which Umbra would have would would attest to. Um, against Pete, <laughs> like Pete does not think so. I I have been pretty positive. You, if you listen to when they when they um, announced the deal, um, and they said it was fiscal year twenty twenty three. A lot of people don't understand that we are in the beginning of fiscal year twenty twenty three. Um, so we're That's entirely a- correct. That's right. It happens yeah. June 30th in this country. Yes. And so, and so as well, they also did say somewhere, I'm pretty sure I heard them somewhere, a quote from someone saying around mid, mid fiscal year. Um, that could have been just like, there's a lot of talk about this. We talk about this a lot. It's one of the biggest things happening in the industry, if not the biggest thing ever to have happened, um, in the industry. Um, and, Look, I, I'm of the opinion that, that, that it's going to happen. I think the FTC um, is not going to ask for more information. I think that they would do that to, to slow it down if they had some sort of an agenda to do so. I don't think they can. There's nothing there for them uh, to give them the reason to ask for more information. I can't see them uh, bringing a lawsuit for this. And, and as you said, you, we've got to wait for the, the UK and the EU. But as you said... Um, after Bethesda, it was 24 hours and they jumped straight on suit. If the FTC doesn't block this deal, which is what, what it is, it's not approving, like you said, it's blocking. So they, they do often block. And the reason they don't approve, um, from my understanding, is that I'm not Hoag's Law, so I don't know. But the reason that they, they don't approve things is because they could roll back this deal two, three years down the line. Um, and they can do that with any deal. They can come back and look at it and go, well, actually... We should have blocked it. Um, we're with the new government and we're going to do this, right? Um, so that's why they don't actually have, I think, handout approvals. They just don't block things. They just nah, I think, I think, I if I am, um, uh, Hoag Law did a, a video like six months ago when the deal was announced on this. It's actually a little bit different. The, sto- the thing why they approve it so quickly is that they legally have to, the FTC has legally to approve it first. So they've gone through their review process uh, up front and once, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the company and the and, and the, the the thing is that the the country in which the company is located and has its headquarters in, like uh, where they pay their taxes, basically, um, that country has to approve it first, and then legally all the other uh, institutions can approve it. Uh, but if, if that has not happened, uh, that cannot be. So it, not, you will, from my understanding, it's not an, an approval. Um, process they just do their due diligence and vet the thing and then they don't yeah. block it so it's not like really an approval from what my understanding I the, the ftc is not really approving it yeah um yeah. but there's this that don't you, we should have uh, uh, asked Loke, uh, Hoke, um he because he he made a video on this a while ago yeah yeah basically remembered it so it, it is like legally the ftc has to approve it first and then before that, the the EU and the UK and China can't sign it off, um, and that's what happened with Bethesda uh, as well. So the review process is obviously 
going on right now. Uh, I made a video about this last week, where the where we stand on in the other countries, um, like the UK, for instance, has a deadline, a big deadline coming up tomorrow. So everyone who has objections in the objections in the UK can hand in their cases until tomorrow, and then they have to uh, uh, give a feedback on on those objections by September first. So for instance, that's the deadline for the UK. The EU has requested like two months ago all their files and stuff and informations and uh, they have their deadline in fall so um yeah these investigations are going on in the other countries as well but since microsoft is located in the us they have to sign it off first yeah i mean so, listen the, 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 look the, the, again is it going to go in august we don't know and, and risk it brings up a great point because they did say halfway through uh, 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 23 quarter, uh, fiscal quarter, halfway through folks, you're not, you're not familiar would be January with December. So it is a possibility that unless they prove, and, and like I said, I really think the sticking point here was the unions, the human element. What, what was Microsoft going to do in regards yeah. to the workers who want to form a union? So they're protected. Their jobs are protected. And Microsoft said, you know, we are not going to argue with it. We're going arm in arm. They sided with the union. The union sent a letter to the FTC saying, no, no, we're not blocking this deal. They've made it very ab abundantly clear that they are for the people. With that put out there, that really does cut, pull the rug out from under the FTC and why they would uh, disapprove it. Uh, but please continue, risk it. Oh, yeah, no, look, I was basically saying that's what I was kind of alluding to is that um, there's no reason. And I don't know if you remember the uh, the employees, uh, I think it was from Raven Software. Um, I it think. Was. Yeah, it was, it was Raven. Raven. Yeah. Actually wrote a letter to Microsoft asking them to, to step in and help with the union, which they can't legally do. Um, and so then you have a senator coming out and saying that they're concerned about how the, uh, the workplace <laughs> culture would end up. Um, you know, but when you've got employees writing, um, to Microsoft, you've got uh, unions uh, approving it to the to the FTC, saying that they want this merger. It's a foregone conclusion. I think it was a foregone conclusion from the beginning. Whether it lands in August or not, I, I think that's that is all red tape. Um, so if they can get the red tape and all that sort of stuff done and out the way, then it would be great to see it in August. But then you've also got to think, you know, when are we going to start seeing things landing in Game Pass, like? They've got, like you said, they've got to deal with uh, PlayStation. So when is it going to be a beneficial thing for us? And there's a lot of moving parts within Activision, Blizzard, um, and, and with PlayStation as well. They've got deals with Call of Duty and that. So what we see coming to Game Pass, if we get it in August, may not be what we want immediately. Um, you know, but I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking by the end of 2023, not fiscal year, but by the end of 2023, um, we're going to start to see most of the bangers that come out of Activision Blizzard. Uh, going straight to Game Pass. I don't think that that's a. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's a kind of a wait and see thing. I I don't Wouldn't know if we're going to get it in August. I want it in August. I'm hopeful that may be coloring my opinion. Um, but when it comes to Game Pass, guys, I think just be again, it's a Microsoft like Monica at the moment. Be patient. Well, we talked about this on the uh, on the podcast, risk. Yeah, you know and, what? Take it away, uh, Infinite. Give us your opinion on this. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was just going to say when we talked about this on the podcast, my my guess, and I'm I have no way of knowing anything, of course, but my guess was I figured it would be done in the fall. I don't know if you remember that risk. I was like, well, I think it'll probably be done this year in the fall. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. 
I think that kind of lines up with it still. Uh, August, if it comes in August, I will be highly surprised. I, I mean, I'll be ha highly happy too. But I think one thing we can all say for sure is that Microsoft had it all planned out. This whole 12-month thing they got planned out. You see Diablo 4 in there. You see, obviously, you see um, Modern Warfare 2. Now, of course, like Risk it oh, pointed out, they have a What's deal. The Xbox Age? Yeah. They, now, yeah, yep. as far as releases from Activision, I meant to say, that's what I mean by that. But now, of course, PlayStation has a marketing deal with Modern Warfare 2, so that's not going to likely pop up inside of Game Pass, obviously, knowing Sony, right? And seeing what we saw with the Resident Evil situation. But at the very least, they can, you know, offload all those previous billion-dollar-making uh, Call of Duty games of the past into Game Pass, which would be monumental for yeah. the service in the fall if they did so I, I i think at the very least what we can all look forward to is by next year before diablo 4 or any of these games come out is that that will be part of the games that'll yep. launch day and date that's the biggest thing i take away from it so even if it's not a matter of that it's done by august which i hope it is just to get it out of the way and because mm -hmm. I'm greedy, I told you, <laughs> I, I, I want Microsoft to get this and then go after somebody else. That's how I am. But, you know, and they'll argue with me. PlayStation guys get mad. Why? Why do you want them to buy? Because I am greedy. I told you. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, brother. Listen, I, I, yes, I, I, they you buy know, it. I, I get it on Game Pass. That's all I care about. But here, here's an interesting point to your I want everything dropped into Game Pass uh, right now. If you go hunting, not hard. Amazon.com or, you know, fatkiddeals.com, whatever. You can get yourself an Xbox Series S for 239 bucks right now. Pretty much every day you can get it for 240 bucks. You know, if you're a frugal gamer, you know, you trade some stuff in, you know, you, you know, you use reward points, whatever, however you, you, you know, you, uh, you know, fugazi the system. No, uh, that's not, that's not illegal. Uh, good on you for for doing so. Uh, I have a theory that if this game is if this game if this deal is done before Call of Duty before Black Friday 2022, Microsoft goes and dumps every possible game, specifically Call of Duty, uh, into Xbox Game Pass. That's not Modern Warfare 2 because they still have the Sony has the marketing rights. But will it matter? If Call of Duty is on the box and they've just dropped 20 up Call of Duties of the past into Xbox Game Pass, which, by the way, this new, uh, this, this, this new old console known as the Series S is $199.99. And it comes with packed in, whether it be 30 days or 90 days of Xbox Game Pass. You're going to see a scenario very similar to what Sony saw with the PlayStation 4 and Spider-Man. Remember that thing was 200 bucks mm -hmm. and they broke records unseen to this day of Spider-Man uh, and, and the PlayStation 4. The normies, the moms and pops, you know, the, 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 the people that are looking to buy gifts for their grandsons and granddaughters went and, and stood online and potentially assaulted others so they can get their $200 special edition Spider-Man console, which, by the way, is worth about $1,000 right now in the box. Uh, I can see that happening. And it's, again... Is it going to make up that they don't have any first party bangers? No, it's not. But it's going to sell the service. It's going to sell consoles. It's going to bring people into the marketplace. And if they continue to do that, and they are doing that right now with no bangers, wait until 2023. Then, folks, we have 
a conversation. Uh, Daniel, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, what are your thoughts on this deal getting done in August? Is it a long shot? Is it wishful thinking? Uh, well, I, I do think it's probably wishful thinking. That doesn't mean that it won't happen or can't happen. Um, I would love for it to end in August because uh, that's my birth month. And I would love to uh, have all that content to be able to very easily be made. <laughs> for did, that did you set that up so we could get you gifts? Yes. Yeah, I, I did. Knew it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I accept PayPal and YouTube subscriptions. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, you know, I'm not a merger and acquisition lawyer, right? So I, I have no idea what the process is, right? I don't know <laughs> who has to approve what first or which countries also have to have a say in it before things get done. What I will say as a small town pizza lawyer is that there's they have experience with this now right like they've already gone through this with bethesda once so i imagine that at this point they should sort of know what the ftc is looking for they should know that process a little bit better and so maybe that's speeding things along uh i didn't realize that they meant fiscal year 2023 when they were talking about when it was going to be done um so that certainly does move the timeline up to being probably done in the next what three to four months um so that would be really exciting it's it's sort of this thing where i can very easily see any number of things coming up to slow this process down or you know otherwise screw it up um but it i mean it'll go through it won't be you know rejected or anything but what i'm really more interested in seeing is what's going to happen immediately after it gets approved, right? I want to see, you know, how long does Bobby Kotick stick on, right? I want to see... I think he's gone almost instantaneously. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I want to see, you know, what are, the, what are the first announcements that they make about Activision afterwards? Like, when you we get... he's gone straight away? I do. I, so. I, I think that it's all been worked out. He is a cancer. They're going to give him his multiple million dollar parachute and he's going to never work again. He's going to be the same <laughs> scumbag that he is now. Um, I, and... I think he's definitely a scumbag, but he's a scumbag with the ins and outs of the business. Not saying that no one else has the ins and outs of the business, right. but if, I mean, if you're handing over a company, whew, I don't know if I'd yeah. sack that CEO immediately. Maybe I'd give him at least a month, you know, at least a month. Yeah. And then fill that the, parachute. the only reason that I think he, he might be gone a little bit before that is because I think he just, I might be mistaken on this. I think he just switched positions to where he's not like making all the ma major decisions. Yeah, he's not making Correct. the decisions. He's just like in charge of the board and the board's going to be gone basically as soon as the deal is done. Again, I don't really understand exactly how the business side of it works because I'm not a businessman. Um, so it could, it could go either way, but I I'm really excited to see what those first announcements after it gets finalized are right. Are they saying, Hey, we're going to pull, uh, what is it? Visceral games. We're gonna we're gonna pull them back out from the Call of Duty mines, and we're gonna let them start doing their own things again. Or like Raven's gonna start doing this, or you know, those first announcements that they make as to what they're gonna do with Activision, who's gonna be in charge of Activision, I think are going to set the precedent and the tone for what that company's gonna be for the next ten to fifteen years. And so that's that's the thing that I'm most looking forward to. And so the sooner we can get that information, the better. Yeah, no, I mean that's good stuff. And obviously, the the human element that leads the charge for Microsoft's decisions 
is at the forefront of this deal. Uh, yeah, did they did they do it to save the world? No. Did they do it uh, at a time where this company was spiraling out of control and they saw a wounded animal? 100%. Um, and because of their uh, financial prowess, uh, they are going to make this a better company. It's going to take years. They're going to need to put the people in the right places and make sure that at the forefront of every decision comes the human element. And and if you and Microsoft as a whole, if you look at the way they do their business, the human element is paramount to how they work. This isn't the 90s scumbag Microsoft. This is a much kinder, well-oiled machine that understands that people matter. They're not just cogs in a wheel. And under the uh, the, the tutelage of both Satya Nadala and people like Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond and Matt Booty and and uh, Aaron Greenberg and the rest of the, the the incredible amount of team that is over at Redmen. This is going to take some time, but it's going to be done right. And I would love to see uh, them. Uh, I, I know, I know that, like you know, oh, boom, you're talking about console sales. Microsoft doesn't care. I, yeah, they they actually don't because they want you in the service. But if you can sell, you know, eight point million consoles over a holiday. Because you added uh, every Call of Duty in the history of the uh, of the franchise in there, and you you know you you add Game Pass. Well, why not? But Boxenberg, close it out, man. Close out this show that saw over four hundred and fifty people, and somehow I could either a I'm breathing on my own, which is great. Uh, I haven't had any real problems. The mic went a couple uh, a couple of coughs that I closed the mic with, but uh, talk about it, man. Uh, what 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 is the significance of this deal? More so. It getting done this year, whether that be in August, September, December. What are your thoughts? Well, um, I would li- like to start with the last uh, question. Um, when is it going gonna finish? Um, I think like August is is not gonna happen. Um, that just seems s- so quick um, for a deal this size. If we look at other mergers and acquisitions in the tech industry. Um, even the ones that failed, uh, like uh, from <clears throat> when NVIDIA tried uh, to buy ARM or stuff like that, um, those those things take take a little longer. Uh, and in June, Brad Smith, president of Microsoft, came out um, and, and said that he's happy with the pace and everything moves quickly, but that they have entered just the f- middle phase of the, <laughs> the whole thing. And now we get like two months later, bam, the deal is done. I don't think that that's realistic. Um, end of the year is, is what we are talking here. Um, end of December, maybe January, February, beginning of next year. This is when I expect this deal to, to be done. Um, Obviously, they don't want to drag it out too long. And Hogue also uh, talked about this in his latest video, that there's also some mechanisms in in place that the FTC can't postpone the the, um, the decision-making for too long. Um, Like there are people really coming in and even check if it's uh, okay, if the requests from the FTC are okay. Like, do they not just... uh, want every email because they want to delay the, the acquisition or something like that. So um, I th- don't think um, there will be problems with this deal. Boom. Uh, and uh, you elaborated on this and a couple of others as well here on the panel. Um, 
the unionizing um, is going well. Even the, the EU, European Union seems to not have a big issue with this kind of deal. And they have been very, very critical over the last years when it comes to mergers and acquisitions of American tech companies. Uh, but even the signs there look good so far. Um, so I don't think there will be any issues, but I think we will. We are talking here like December, January, February, that kind of time window. Um, and yeah, about the significance of, of this entire deal. Um, I mean, I ca really can't add anything to what ha hasn't already been said because uh, this is the biggest acquisition in, in gaming history. Um, it will bring in some of the most valuable uh, IPs um, and, and games um, into the, the Microsoft roster. We, we are always talking about Call of Duty, but I also want to mention that this deal is probably not just about console gamers. This is really the move towards PC and mobile. with games like World of Warcraft yeah. uh, and such, and mobile, of course, with King being one of the biggest um, mobile game publishers in the world as well. Um, I think that's where the $70 billion come from. Because um, if you look realistically on it, um, the, the, the portfolio will not explode immediately. Um, there will be, of yeah. course, like a big backlog coming into the Game Pass. But in terms of what are, is Activision working on right now, it's only Call of Duty. Right. All of the studios are working on Call of Duty. So you get like one game a year from the, them. And Blizzard is working on a Diablo 3 that took them like 13 years to make. Um, and uh, we have an Overwatch 2 coming. But it is not like you get this oh, 10 It's not going to be an onslaught. Year. Of, of, no, of, yeah. but... If you look towards the PC side and if you look towards the, the mobile, mobile side, um, this is really where the value comes in for them. And they have openly talked about, Microsoft has openly talked about them wanting to reach 3 billion gamers. And they will not do that by focusing on console gamers right. uh, only. Yeah, uh, The console mm -hmm. market is, is like 250 to 300 million players. And that's about it. So if they want to grow their gaming business uh, to these towards these 3 billion they have to expand beyond the console and that is one big move for that they will reach the, the mobile market and can you imagine like you get um all a lot of incentives for a for a um uh what's that game i'm blanking on it the mobile the big mobile game from king uh candy oh, crush candy uh, candy crush yes yeah my wife is playing that and they and uh, my wife I don't want to it. talk too much about uh, what she is spending on it. But <laughs> if I can get rid of those costs, what she is spending on, on Candy Crush and, and just get her a, a Game Pass <laughs> subscription, uh, our, our family uh, business is, is going to look a lot better. But you know what I mean? Candy Crush to Game Pass. and just Oh, my God. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, on the back end of that conversation. Oh, and they will. I have no doubt that they yeah. will. This is the move that they will do with this. They will have like a game pass um tier for mobile uh, yeah. it will bring that, you into why the, the riot games thing is even more is unbelievable. so big yeah. exactly it is so big and you can really tell that the the big moves like riot uh, no one talks about that um, but it is a significant move in the pc market if they convert like uh, I also think uh, uh, World of Warcraft subscribers into Game Pass subscribers, and I think that's what they're gonna do. They just will tell everyone, okay, here is your World of Warcraft um, subscription. 
this doesn't exist anymore, you have to subscribe to Game Pass, and it will just convert those subscriptions over. It, it's the same amount of money. Yeah, it's the same it's amount of money. Definitely win so a winner, people... chicken dinner, because your their their monthly subscription is fifteen bucks. Exactly. Oh, wow. I, so, I don't think that it, they'll just convert it. Like I don't think that they'll just yeah, be like, no, no, hey, no, no. I, I, I like I said, be... they will convert it. They will convert the existing World of Warcraft subscriptions into Game Pass, and bam! Suddenly you get like another three, four, five million uh, gamers there. <laughs> you have the Riot deal with League of Legends, one of the biggest games in the world, and then you have like games like like a Candy Crush. Um, and you and and people are spending more than ten uh, bucks a month, which is, which is the base amount for the for for for, for Game Pass subscription. So um, if you can give them the, the some incentives and it's make it worth their while to subscribe to Game Pass for Candy Crush, um, suddenly you have to get those subscribers, and then we are talking a reach way beyond what the console uh, market has to offer, and they are get gonna get closer with those kind of moves towards the three billion uh, uh, gamers. Um, Don't forget combining Samsung that as well. of, you know, Samsung yeah. TVs. That's a lot bigger than anyone I think knows. Exactly, you're not just expanding into mobile or PC. You're expanding it, into people's living rooms, TVs, into the living so living rooms. That's what yeah. is the is is the next piece of the puzzle. Yeah, like XCloud. You have this Candy Crush player. Yeah, he he's not gonna try out XCloud. Because he has to subscribe to the service he doesn't know anything about it. My, my wife wouldn't do that, um, even if she's. But now she gets like all these incentives for, for Candy Crush if she subscribes to it, and suddenly she can try out XCloud for free. And there you go. That's mm -hmm. how you lure people into this. And then, oh wait, and and the same account is also available on my TV, and I don't even have to buy that console anymore. Yeah. Awesome stuff. This is how you get people into the ecosystem, but this is a long-term move, yeah. And you also get the die-hard PC community uh, into into the subscription service, where you get to this point where uh, even the the biggest critique, criti um, uh, cri biggest critiques of the of the of the of Microsoft, and and there are a lot of people in the PC gaming community that are very critical towards Xbox or, or towards uh, Microsoft. But the, the value is just there. If you get like all these add-ons for, for League of Legends in there. Yeah. And Valorant and all these, the, the League of, of Legends, if people don't know how big of a deal this is a box and burger, I know that you've talked about this, not only on your on videos, but you're on your show that you do weekly. It's over a thousand dollars for every character. If you were to buy yeah. them with real world cash, but guess what? So in this fall, you get them all for the price of fifteen dollars. It's madness. Yeah, not only and that, it's hundreds bro, of millions of, of players each thing. and every month. Exactly. Yeah, me. I was yeah. gonna say what yeah. Boxer said. It's like 160 some odd million players playing those things. That, that is insane. Yeah, and you get those into Game Pass, and then you get like the World of Warcraft players in there. Um and of course, the, the the Blizzard community in general, and I'd say, call it that on on PC into the subscription service. Yeah, um, if you the well, I mean, under the leadership massive. of Mike Yabara, who's the president right now, you know it's in yeah. your hands. He's a he's a gamer. Yeah, he's a PC guy. That's yes. his thing. That's just wondering. Thing. And so I'm just wondering, by the way, guys, if they can parlay these games like the World of Warcrafts and you know. I, they already got Diablo, for instance. Can they parlay mm. something like the World of Warcraft into Xbox? 
I don't see why they couldn't. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, you can use a mouse and keyboard, but yep, I think right. with the with, with the with the proper uh, development, uh, I'm sure that they could make it work with with a controller. I yeah, they already have. They, they actually for... already have. With some oh, of the modding go. community, actually already has uh, controller support. I mean, it's a mod community, mm. but they have controller support for WoW already. So that's yeah. you know, if they could do it, Microsoft yeah, could do it. Good point. Yep. Yeah. That's what I think yeah. would. I think that would actually help grow it even work even bigger. To me, I think absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Sure. And, and and I mean, long term, if we speak long term, Microsoft also acquired a ton of valuable IPs um, that Blizzard and Activision is not using right now. Of course, we're talking StarCraft here. We're talking the original Warcraft. When they announced the, the, the rebirth of StarCraft, the world is going to crack open, folks. FYI. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. so I think like, uh, but th that's that's all stuff that is long-term because with the development times in the Xbox studios, you, you know, we are talking 2030 here. Um, the, but the thing is... Um, there, there's much more to this and then meets the eye to this entire deal. It is not just about console gaming, even though we are focusing in the discussions often on, oh, how big of is Call of Duty. And yes, it is a big deal. But I think right. that's not the $80 billion. Uh, that's, uh, that's just one little piece of it. The bigger piece is that this allows them to expand their their gaming efforts uh, beyond the console business and and that's what the deal is all about and it's it's exciting to see um because it's unprecedented in the in the in the gaming space and i can't wait to see how microsoft is going to change um activision blizzard um because yeah it sometimes is really sad if you think about it what Acti how activision blizzard is treating their valuable ips 100%. like a starcraft like a tony hawk um and yeah. all these uh, crash bandicoot and so on yeah. and, and there's so much and all of that yeah yeah pitfall uh unuseful like two decades now and it's it's just um Bigger Every than that studio. box too are those six different studios, like the helper studios helping out for Call of Duty games that could be making their own IP. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. We've absolutely. talked about that many times. Yeah, it's it's yeah. craziness the amount of support studios these guys. Have. I mean, Toys for um, Bob, who makes platformers, and they're one of the best in the business, hmm. could make my Banjo Kazooie, and instead, there you go. They are a support studio for Call of Duty, like right. the, the salt mines yeah. of Activision. It's crazy. As, yeah. as, uh, Raven software. Raven yeah, I think making another X Men Legends, for instance. <laughs> I think that's the most important thing. As soon as this deal goes through, is just to pull, I don't know, four or five of those studios off and just say, "What do you want to make?" Here's yeah, all the and IP that's probably what they're going to do. What do you want to make? One hundred percent agreed. Yeah, and I think that will happen too because Raven doing what they did with the whole, you know, remember uh, Singularity from Raven? Yeah, that yeah, game that. is a hidden mm -hmm. three sixty absolute banger it that is. a lot of people overlooked but if you look at look at their pedigree with x-men legends like yeah, that dude, right there 100%. is a classic right there yeah. i can see mm -hmm. them you know we talk about xbox needing a superhero game who better than to have raven to have to do one of these types like diablo style X -Men absolutely legends. oh my god yeah. yes. they would kill it yeah. and i know yeah. they'd be happy to get all call of duty i know yeah. they would i know most of the studios that's helping them probably like yes please it does release it does. us Release us from the salt mines, please. Somebody, right. jailer, please. I, I need water. Uh, I mean, I, I've I've said it before. I think like Microsoft is gonna eventually turn Call of Duty into not a yearly release, but into a more ongoing game. Yes, because that seems to be their thing, and. Yeah. Um, and then they will have like um, a sledgehammer and all these studios. Uh, 
make the, the, the either a campaign or something completely new. But then you have like a campaign dropping each three years or so, uh, and you will get on a yearly basis the, these big map pack drops uh, into the ongoing continued Call of Duty um, live service kind of thing, and they will bring Warzone in there and all these things. That is what I, what I predict is eventually going to happen. Not the day that the deal is done, but eventually that is, is the route Xbox is going to take because that will free up so many resources within Activision Blizzard. Um, like Riskit said, the amount of, of support studios that they can then also use for all their other studios, like the they have dozens of studios that do nothing but playtesting. And yeah, it's, it's you crazy. Can, they can also help out on yeah. other uh, other IPs from the other studios and such uh, such things. And um, yeah, eventually that's that's I, what I think is going to happen. Um, I, I, think, so I think the biggest thing... Sorry, Risk. I was going to just no, you're say... Right, you're right, you're right. Okay. I was just going to say, I think the biggest takeaway, though, is that I think uh, at this point we all know it's a foregone conclusion that this is going to get passed. And I think mm. by the end of this year, it'll probably be the case. But either way, I think it'll happen before something like Diablo 4 hits. And I, so that's the biggest thing for me. So we're oh, going to yeah. have a crazy 2023. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just excited in general for the oh, future. For sure. I agree. I agree. I, th I expect Diablo to drop at the very end of that 12-month span. So like we are talking here May or June. That's when we will see a Diablo drop. And by then the deal will be done and it will be a day one Game Pass game. No yeah. doubt. No, yeah. I, can't I think the, the, best, the best thing about this whole thing is that there's no, to me, I mean, obviously the best things are games, right? We get the games. But the best thing I think about this whole thing happening the way it all fell is that Microsoft is definitely the best positioned publisher yeah. or console maker to fix the problems at that they have at ABK and then mm. to also take the risks with the the talent that they have at ABK yep. to produce some of the best IPs that we may not have even seen yet. So that that to me is just like it, it's really it's exciting for me. I get excited about that sort of stuff. Games I get excited about, but the potential yeah. of this whole deal is Absolutely. amazing. Yeah, it, it it's going to uh, do a lot of things for the industry, but more so studios like Raven, like Toys for Bob, like uh, the guys who made uh, Transformers. Uh, they're they're, they're going to be able to make games again that are mm -hmm. not Call of Duty, <laughs> and that is exciting. But ladies and gentlemen, that has been your Tuesday edition of the Xbox Factor podcast. Just want to remind everyone, because I have COVID-19 and so does Mrs. Boom, there will not be any new shows for the remainder of the week. I'm somehow able to make it here. I am on the last leg. I really am. But I didn't want to pull this show because obviously we had a big-time guest and I had a lot to talk about, and I'm glad that we did. We got the four topics. Let's get to the outros. Risk it. Sell your brand, brother. Tell them about the Xbox Ultimate podcast. Uh, and uh, where uh, where they can check that out? Uh, did, did I say is, did I say ultimate? Did I get it right? Uh, infinite, infinite. Oh, my God, oh, the Xbox Infinite podcast. Which, by the way, all the links to everyone that's on that panel that you should that you should add to your weekly listen is going to be in the uh, show notes. All you got to do is click on their names, follow them on Twitter, and then head over and subscribe to the podcast sell your brand brother tell everyone where they can check that out each and every week and more importantly where can people reach out to you and strike up a 
conversation uh, on social media. <laughs> Absolutely. If you follow me on Twitter, you're in for a bit of a wild ride, Ben. Um, I don't take any of that seriously. That to me is just an absolute laugh. So Twitter, Twitter is an absolute laugh. Um, so if you want to follow me at Twitter, you can find me at riskit4tb. Um, and definitely come and follow us uh, on the YouTube channel. Me and my brother here, uh, Infinite, uh, we are on every Friday, 8 p.m. EST in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And if you're in Australia, Saturday, uh, 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, yeah, we really do have a laugh. We talk some topics. We talk about <laughs> Xbox. We talk about everything. Um, and look, I try to be as honest with my... I'm not always right. We're not always <laughs> right. But we try to be as honest um, and integral with our opinions as we absolutely can. Uh, we don't like to cap. You know, if something's wrong with Xbox, we're going to say it. it out. Something's yeah. right with Xbox, we're going to say it. Like, you're going to hear the on our honest truth, um, Xbox Infinite. Come and join us there on the channel. Um, it's linked in the in the description. Yep. And, and we'll see you there, guys. And I just want to say to the panel, you guys have been absolutely amazing. Box and Burger, like, we've been tagging each other and stuff for a while. Had a few yeah. chats and DMs. That's cool. We had Boom on the show. Um, yes. I think it was a, a few months back, and that was really cool, man. It's just really great to appear here, and I appreciate the invite. Um, and, uh, yeah, you guys have been amazing. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you, brother, for being here. And obviously, this will not be the last uh, invite that you get for sure. You handle yourself like a pro, and I expected no less. Infinite Umbra. Talk about the Xbox Infinite podcast. Talk about Doom well, Duty. Talk about Jedi. Talk about Risk It, what you guys and gals do each and every Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And where can people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media? Well, to talk about them, Risk It is horrible. Jedi Knight Peters were all, oh, you meant positively. Oops. Oh. Um, no, I'm <laughs> No, Risk It is great, and uh, it was great to have you on here with us, brother. Um, Jedi is great as well in Doom Cutie. All great panel members, and uh, I hope you all do come by and give us a view of, and you know listen. Sometimes we'll sing on there. I, I make it a mandatory thing uh, that I, I start not, singing. Not, yeah, not, I, I, we we're going to have a special segment where we all sing, so you all <laughs> should come by. <laughs> you also can't you can't trust Umbra in uh, Halo co-op. Yeah, man, if you're going to co-op oh, with no. Umbra. You don't listen to him. He's the betrayer. Don't listen to him. He's the betrayer. He'll actually sit there. Oh, I'm not doing anything. And next thing you know, you're laid out on the floor. No, but um, yeah, <laughs> great, great talk today, you guys. Box, you're great, of course. Danny, you're great, of course. Boom. Hope you feel better soon, Thank brother. You, brother. And of course, you're legendary yourself, brother. And of course, the chat, the chat homies, you all are excellent. Thank you all for coming through to you know spend time with us and hear us out and and hear our thoughts and opinions on things. Of course, you all can find me on, uh, uh, excuse me, Xbox under Super Havoc. And mm. you can find me on Twitter under Infinite Umbra or Umbra Infinite. You will find me one way or another. Uh, Risk it already gave out our podcast, so you all can come through for sure and check us out on Fridays, 8 o'clock Eastern. And I also just want to add that we are doing something special, and we're going to try to make it a mainstay of the show where people can send in clips to uh, our Twitter account nice and uh we'll put it like the play of the week or something like that or funny whatever it may be whatever you should feel like sharing with of the us week or something. I exactly love that. that's a great idea that's an yep. awesome idea thank you yeah so and we we kind of brainstormed that in one of our talks for topics and things like that so uh yeah whatever it be if you feel it's funny and something that everybody you want everybody to share and see rather you share it with us on on twitter and and or if it's just something really cool, whatever it may be, share it with us, and we're gonna have to we're gonna do something with that coming yeah, up. Yeah, like soon. if you shoot your buddy in the back in Halo, you know, like right? <laughs> risk it style. We call that the risk it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, listen, it's uh, it's great to have you a part of this uh, show each and every week, and obviously we want to help your channel grow uh, and help your podcast grow uh, because, like I said, I think what you guys do over there, guys and gals do over there, are incredibly important, and we need more uh, uh, podcasts that celebrate the people instead of tearing them down, and you guys do that very well. Uh, 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 my good friend, Hotbox, Boxenberger. <laughs> Uh, sell your brand, and there's no reason to that you have to because you've been doing this for a while. But you've also uh, been dropping crazy good videos, uh, cult Eastwood level Thank production, you. folks. Uh, go check him out at his new YouTube channel. Tell everyone where they could do that, Boxing Burger, and where could people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media. Yeah, first of all, uh, thank you, Boom, for having me. And I do hope you will feel uh, better soon and COVID won't hit you too hard. So take care, man. Um, risk it. It's all. Uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you. Uh, first time with you on a show. Uh, uh, had fun. Um, we, ha we have to get you on the world of gaming. Uh, I, will, I will get in touch with you. Um, yeah, and Danny and uh, Umbra, it's always fun to talk to you guys. So, um, And a big shout out to the chat. He's the chat is always on fire. This is an amazing community here. So cheers to you guys. And yeah, if you, if you want to find my channel, you can do that on the Boxenberger everywhere. Twitter, YouTube, Xbox, PlayStation. It, it's everywhere, Boxenberger. And this Thursday, we have a special episode of, of my little podcast coming up, The World of Gaming. I have a community special where I have invited four people from the community that usually don't do podcasts. So they are that very active awesome. in the chat each and every week, but uh, they haven't done podcasts before. And I, re I, I invited them um, and it's, it's, it's basically four premieres for podcasters, oh, uh, potential upcoming podcasters. And um, it's going to be awesome. It's a community special this Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. UK time or 8 p.m. Central Europe. So, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. And otherwise, boom, I can't wait to be back here next week. Yes, and we will be back here. Same time, same bat channel. And last and no way least, Daniel, sell your brand, brother. You've been dropping some videos. In fact, you just dropped a half an hour one that I thought <laughs> was really, really well done. And like most Thanks. of your videos, very informative. Tell everyone where they can check out your YouTube channel. How do they do that? And where do they reach out to you on social media? Absolutely. So you can find me on Twitter at Daniel J. McGee uh, or on YouTube at Daniel McGee. That's Daniel MCG. Uh, apparently some people have been spelling it wrong. I don't, I guess, M-C-G-E-E. -E. It's not that. I don't add extra vowels. It's it's a lot more simple than you might think. It's Mick G. It's, it's Mick super G. easy. Yeah. M-C-G. Um, uh, yeah, it's been a great time talking with you guys. Boom, in, uh, Umbra, Box, as always. Uh, Risk It's been fantastic meeting you. I'm going to have to start checking out your podcast more consistently because nice. uh, I, I stopped in on it this week and it was fantastic and i'm uh, i think i'm hooked might be slightly addicted so uh, <laughs> i love you it. Got a, you got a new fan here nice nice well listen ladies and gentlemen real quick jacob novick dropped an outstanding ten dollar super chat and he says something personal uh when uh, uh when, when him and his brother were little they had a table upstairs at their dad's place full of legos castles star wars knights and more and we also had a big hot wheels track with a skeleton that could destroy it uh that is Dope, dude. I remember that skeleton because I actually had it as well. We also had a super chat come in just recently. If I missed any of your super chats, it's because I am off my game, folks. I am honestly really not feeling well. Uh, let me see if I could find it. Uh, hold on just a second. Uh, Maria. Hold on. There's so much chat that I missed. Oh, man. Okay. Hold on just one second. 
Uh, okay. We're getting to the end. Here we go. Uh, we have one from Andy and and grand. Well, thank you, Andy, uh, Andy, for uh, dropping, uh, the super chat. He says, imagine a five dollar super chat. Mind you imagine if Microsoft greenlit crash bandicoot five before <laughs> banjo kazooie three, after all this time might tick off people, folks, I am, I am going to protest in front of Phil Spencer's house. I'm going to find out <laughs> where he lives and I'm going to stand there dressed as banjo kazooie with a megaphone. Something similar to what ba uh, uh, the Bandicoot used to do towards Mario, and he's not going to like it. Uh, so don't do that, Phil. Get that done for, for Boom. Uh, Scott Gamer Dude drops an additional Fight Hollow Super Chat and says, Goodbye, Boom. Get better soon. Thank you for that. Steeler fans uh, here from the Bay Area, too. Oh, by the way. Oh, that's dope, dude. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you for that. And folks, listen. Again, thank you so much for supporting Double Barrel Gaming with your views, your likes, uh, your subs, uh, your Super Chats. Uh, we will be back at it next week once Mrs. Boom and I recover. Hopefully, it is going to be a short stint by Saturday. I'm hoping that we have moved on from this COVID-19 BS. And uh, I'll close out the show, folks, that with something that's important to me, hopefully one day, important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. Live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have. An awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you back here on all of the live Double Barrel Gaming channels next week.